You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. As our beloved Broadway community approaches a return, we are following four working artist mothers from both sides of the table and across diverse worlds as they emerge from this time of togetherness with their children. Two became pregnant and gave birth in the 17 months since the shutdown, while the other two paused the eight-show-a-week mom-life juggle and are having to readapt to time away from their sweet babes, knowing now just how precious the moments with them are. Tony nominee Elizabeth Stanley, Moulin Rouge's Corey Petinod, choreographer Lauren Lotaro, and Come From Away's Pearl Sun share their stories in our special four-part miniseries, Returning Reborn, the Rebirth of the Broadway Mom. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. The last time we spoke with today's guest, she was anxiously awaiting the arrival of her baby girl. Continuing our Returning Reborn series, this mama joins us today with Sweet Babe in her arms. From the way becoming a mother changes you forever to pumping in the bathroom of the Tony Awards, she shares where she is in her motherhood journey and how she is feeling about her forthcoming return to Broadway's Jagged Little Pill. Here's our check-in with Tony nominee Elizabeth Stanley. Well, Elizabeth, welcome. thank you. Welcome. Yeah. We won't Hi, keep friends. you for long because we know we know this time is so <laughs> wild and precious. But thank you for coming on to It's good. It's so fun to talk to other moms now that I really am one. <laughs> welcome. I was like I really I... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, have you gotten used to be, I wrote hi mama on the email last night. And then I realized like, have you gotten used to hearing that or realizing that that's you? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I think so. Cause I, it's something I've sort of, I think I've gotten, I've played moms a couple of times now. So like I kind of had it as a practice trial run. You know, people would sort of say things like that to me. Like Celia would always say that to me in Jagged Little Pill. She always called me mama. Mm. Um, so, I, but it's fun now that it's like for real. Yeah. <laughs> well, will you introduce us to your sweet girl? Yeah. Let's, let's see here. Let's switch sides. Maybe that'll be more satisfying. Yes. Hey, so this is, oh, she's going to be a little sad. This is Solvite Amelia. <gasps> Solvite. Oh. Okay. She's like, okay. She's like, I do not want you to show I was me. trying to have a snack. God. <laughs> Don't stand between me and my snacks. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't mind my boobs. Um, oh, no. I remember those pink tops. Oh, yeah. Right. Game yeah. <laughs> changers. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh. Let's see. There we go. Sweet sound of snacks. Uh (laughs) (laughs) How is all that going? Is is nursing going well? It seems to be. I know, you know, for some women, that's a big struggle. I know. I was really worried because I had a lot of friends who really struggled with it. But um, so far, so good. Um, You know, there's definitely a learning curve, like in the first, like, 
several days that I was kind of like, I think I was trying to be like an A plus student. Like I was just like, okay, this is, this, there is a little bit of pain, which I know there's not supposed to be. So, you know, and then luckily I, had- I don't know why they say there isn't supposed to be pain. Like it, it hurts until yeah. like your boobs get used to it. It just yes. does. Like right? I know that there's bad pain, and but like it's painful. Yeah. And I think that's what I, I learned. Um, but luckily I had like a couple really good friends who were like, okay, she's three days old. Calm down. It's going to be okay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> For sure. Um, my gosh, the letdown, that feels so good. Right. When the, yes. I find, I feel like I said this to someone one day. I was like, that letdown is better than an orgasm. I'm just going to say, <laughs> right. It's like that feeling when you're so full and you're just like, give me the baby, give me the baby. And then it happens. You're like, Oh my God. Except when it happens on stage and you're in costume and you're like, please do not go through my breast pads right now. Yes, that is true. That is true. That also, that is not a good thing. That is not a good thing. But Elizabeth, forward to. Exactly. I was going to say, when are you, how much longer do you have? You have a while, right? Yeah. So we're trying to figure it out now because, you know, what? yesterday was the first day where I was like, okay, I really missed my old life. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, I've really been so lucky in that I felt like pretty like blissed out and happy. And, you know, I mean, even the moments when I've cried and lived been hard, like it's still been like, I definitely feel like this is the only place I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started feeling a little bit of FOMO, like last week the cast moved into the theater, um, or I guess the beginning of this week. And I was like, um, but I still was like, I can't imagine being there. Um, but yesterday I was like, I feel ready to start thinking about going back, you know, um, to start thinking about it. So I think mm-hmm. uh, Diane and I were just texting today and that hopefully by mid-November I'll be back in. So yeah, so I still have like almost a month to kind of wrap my head around it and and then start slowly, like they just sent me a new script this morning because there are some updates and, you know, and I know things are going to be different. Like in some ways it's going to be like, I'm the understudy for the role, like, because things are going to have changed. Just there's a new, there's a new Frankie in addition to Heidi doing MJ. So it's just like, things are going to change. And I think that's, Good. I mean, not, not that I'll even remember what I did before, frankly, <laughs> but also like, I just think to try and do it exactly like I did before would not feel very creative, probably. And I think it might be easier and more fulfilling to like just embrace all the ways in which everything and everyone has changed and let that be okay. Well, and I you've hope. changed. That's what I'm saying now. Talk to yeah. me later and I'll be like, why this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you've changed like to your core. So like you, the way you would approach this role now is, is changed, forever yep. changed. So it's like so good to be going into it with that mindset of it's not going to be exactly the same. And when you do go back, you don't have to jump right back in, right? Like you're not, you're doing, yeah. it's a slow build, which is such a gift that you don't have to go back to eight shows a week. <laughs> That feels like, I think that's what it lets me feel like, okay, I'm ready to go back, you know, because it's not like, oh God, you know, I know what that is. And I I just like bow down to those of you who have done it. And it's just like, that's hard. 
but yeah, Heidi and I are doing the split week. So it's, you know, going back to four nights a week feels like, okay, that's manageable. Yeah. Doable. Yeah. And I, I mean, that was, so, that's so incredible that, that they're doing that. I mean, that is when we saw that announcement and then followed by Hades town also doing that so yes. that Amber gray can be home with her two small children. It's yeah. like, okay, so this conversation about change and, uh, coming back better yeah. is, you know, maybe beginning to seep into the motherhood aspect of this community as well. Right. Yeah. Because and there's like a long ways to go, obviously. Oh my God. So make long. It be equitable for everyone. Like mm -hmm. I recognize like as a principal, I'm being given, you know, um, I'm sure. allowed to even ask for those things and have that conversation in a way that like not everyone is. Um, but yeah, I'm grateful that it's a start, right? We have to start somewhere. For sure. For sure. And I think hopefully it can all just trickle down. You know what I mean? It's like in London, ensemble members share roles and they do that. And so, you know, I think it's not yeah. so many shows run for the amount of time that there are tours or there are other companies. And so there are people with costumes that are ready to go that can just come and fill in. And so it's not I think that the cost wise or like the idea, you know, they get caught up in that producers would be like, oh, but we have to pay someone this much and we have to do this. But so many of us would be willing to only get paid for the shows we do. You know, right. I would I would do four shows a week and only get paid for four shows a week and be yeah. perfectly happy, you know. So yeah. I do think that there's As a long as it's contributing to health insurance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the thing. Yeah. Well, we have to add all those things to our list of all yeah. that we're yeah. talking about changing and trying yeah. to do. How okay, so let's go back. So how was your labor delivery? Will you share with us about that? Yeah, sure. So, you know, it was long. Overall, um, it was like 50 hours probably. Oh. Um, but what I learned, I will just say now, like in talking with my team afterwards, they were like, you didn't have like a super intense labor. Like sometimes people who have a, you know, a more swift labor, I think all of the sensations are like much more intense um so i guess for those people who are going oh my god i couldn't survive the kind of labor i had if it lasted that long maybe mine was not as intense mm. um so i started having like my liver enzymes were a little little elevated in the days leading up to my labor um and i was like a little past 40 weeks and um and so that they, my team is really not into um, induction, but they were like, just because that's a little like, mm, we just don't want that to get out of control. It's just sort of signaling like your body is like, hey, we're we're ready to not be pregnant anymore. Like right. <laughs> we should do some like home induced like induction thing. So I had acupuncture and then I was like using the breast pump to kind of stimulate my nipples, which I guess releases oxytocin, which then helps your cramp your uh, cramps here contractions start um and so charlie and i were watching a movie while i was like pumping and i was like i don't know if these are just like more braxton hicks or if it's like really it but they don't really hurt but they're they're consistent you know and, and my midwife was like great if you're someone who doesn't even can't even tell if they're really contractions lucky you and i was kind of <laughs> like okay um and so then i went to bed and then like at 2 a.m we woke up and i was like oh i think this is happening mm. um hey, girl. And then. 
so my midwife and doula came to the house like around seven. Um, and so my labor progressed, but my, but then it also kind of slowed down. So like by mid morning, it was like a little slow again. And so they were like, okay, we're going to go because labor doesn't like to be watched. We're going to like, you know, keep checking in on you, but we want you to rest. And I was kind of like, sure, I'll just rest (laughs) through these contractions. Okay. Um, And I felt really, I felt embarrassed that I had like called them there too soon. And I felt um, like defeated, you know, that it had started and was slowing down. And, And then I also felt like scared because I really was planning on like a a drug-free labor, but I was like, if this isn't really it, like I'm screwed because this hurts. Mm. Um, <laughs> but so what I, they didn't tell me at the time because they didn't want to like stress me out more, but my blood pressure was really elevated. So they mm. left, but Charlie was taking my blood pressure like every hour and texting it to them. And so by like 4.30 in the afternoon, my midwife like FaceTimed and she was like, so the combination of your liver enzymes plus your high blood pressure may mean that you are heading towards preeclampsia, which we don't want to mess with like in a home birth. So we're calling a transfer in, they're expecting you. Um, and so that was like disappointing because it wasn't like what we had hoped for, but also it felt like safe that, you know, we weren't like being risky. Um, and I was just like, okay, I'm sad about this, but I'll deal with that later. Like right now I just need to like stay in the zone. So I felt like I was like in the zone, like a zombie for days. Days. Um, (laughs) Just like in this like, you know, bloodstained house dress, just like a zombie, like (laughs) walking around. Um, but so like you just said house dress. I know. (laughs) It's literally like this giant like moo from like Zara that my friend is sent me. She's like, this would be a good pregnancy dress for you. I was like, thanks. Um, yeah, so we transferred to Metropolitan Hospital and which is a midwife friendly hospital. So it was great. So Charlie was there as well as my midwife and my doula, um, which especially in the time of COVID was really, I think, lucky that they both got to be there. Mm-hmm. Um and the the staff was was great. Um and they didn't pressure us to like move too quickly or to, you know, have interventions. Um, but I just, it just kind of took a long time. Um, so finally they did break my water. Um, and they had to keep draining my bladder. I couldn't pee during labor for whatever reason. I just like couldn't do it. And then my, they think that like my bladder and the baby's head were like competing for space in terms of like really finally like dropping all the way down. Um, so like the third time they did that after they broke my water, then it was like, oh, okay, now it's, now it's time. Um, and so I didn't have to push for too long, which was lucky. Um, and I was able, oh, okay. Hey girl. Are you reliving the moments? I know it's really dramatic for you. Um, but I was able to like labor on all fours, which I was glad. And um, was still able to to do it without without the drugs. Um, and so, you know, I felt it was a teaching hospital. So I w- it was also good that I was like on all fours because I couldn't see that it was like a room full of people watching. <laughs> um, <laughs> and especially because you know it was a home birth transfer, so that's like not your everyday adventure for the hospital. And then 
because I wasn't laboring on my back. It was also like a learning experience. Like Charlie was saying at one time, like some of the younger <laughs> doctors were like trying to massage my perineum and the doctor's like, no, that's backwards. You know, you have to imagine oh. like, she's flipped over. <laughs> oh, I'm glad oh, I don't God. Know oh my God. <laughs> oh my but, God. Um, but anyway, it was beautiful <laughs> and hard and long and just like the journey of labor was filled with so many just like peaks and valleys of like, mm. you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this or I'm exhausted or I'm scared or, you know, just all the, all of the parts of it were just what a ride. Um, yeah. And then it was awesome that first hour of just like, also I th- I was grateful that we, I got that, like just doesn't always happen, but depending on whatever is, you know, health wise needed with you or your baby, but we were able to have that first hour of no one messing with us in the hospital, and, mm. um, which was just, it went by so fast, you know, I was like, Oh my God, it's been an hour. And then they like take her away to like do the heel pricks and all of that. And, and then my midwife was like, do you want to see the placenta? And so I was like, yeah. So I was like laying on the hospital bed, looking at the placenta. And I have this hilarious picture where my doula was like, let's make sure that you you eat. So I'm like eating a cheese stick with one hand and like touching, <laughs> like poking the placenta with the other hand. I was like, That's the choice. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Oh, I think that's so good for people to hear too about the home birth and how like, you know, people have a lot of fears about doing a home birth because of safety, but your, your team was so well aware of any complications that, you know, and they did right by you by making sure you were in a place that if something were to go wrong, that you'd have what you need. You know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions yeah. about home birth. Um, so it's really good for, I think, probably for our listeners to hear that that part of your story. Yeah, well, yeah. I feel like midwives and doulas are so, to a certain degree with the home birth, I mean, they're, you are their sole focus as opposed to the nurses or doctors in the hospital who are dealing with several different women at the same time, you know, and they're able to focus on you and they really, and they've connected with you. You've been talking to them throughout, you know, your process and getting to know them. So they have, they're invested in you as a human and your health and safety may be on a level that's different from those who you might just, you know, like when, when they're, numerous doctors in an office and it's like, oh, well, this is the doctor that's delivering and you've never met that doctor before because, you know. Speaking from experience to two different births, my first birth was in a hospital. I wanted to go all natural. It was uh, at what was Roosevelt then. And I wanted to go on the birthing floor. They wouldn't let me because I was too many weeks. I was like just past how many days I could be overdue. Um, And the doctor that ended up doing a C-section um, was not the doctor that my doctor was another one in the practice. Second birth, I had a midwife, I had a doula. It still was in a hospital. It still ended in a C-section. However, the process was completely mine. Mm. I was the one in charge. I was the one making the decisions. It felt like it was my experience. It wasn't anybody else's. And the the two experiences could not have been more different. Wow. Um, you know, and and you know, you don't want to just I mean, and maybe it is a, people have lots of different perspectives and maybe people are okay just like being a number, being like, no, I just want to have this baby and it's fine. But that wasn't after having that experience. I was like, I never want to do that again, oh. you know? Yeah. So yeah, I loved having a midwife. 
because she did, she knew everything that I wanted and we had a relationship and she knew my older child and like, Mm -hmm. it, it was just so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I felt real. I mean, I felt my privilege. I definitely did. I felt like this is lucky that I had these, you know, concierge, basically like medical team, like accompany me to the hospital because I could feel that, that, and also hearing other people, but I was like, I know this would not have been the experience I would have had if I just like showed up at the hospital and was like, here we go. Um, which again is for a lot of people, I think that's great. That's what they want. And it's totally fine. Um, but I'm, I'm like you, I wanted, I wanted to take control of the experience and have it be as like, have there be as much room for like the natural and the sacred in it as possible Mm -hmm. while also being safe and, you know, doing whatever needed to do. Yeah. 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 Now that, okay. So you're eight weeks in it. She's been here for eight weeks. What has been like the the most surprising thing to you, the thing that you couldn't have understood before actually becoming a mom? Oh, I mean, there's so many surprises. Um, <laughs> you don't have to think how, how good it feels to put those cold witch hazel pads in your underpants. <laughs> like that's one of the things, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Um I think, I mean, it's so cliche, but like the, it's so real, the passage of time, like how, you know, you always hear parents be like, oh my God, it goes so fast. And you're like, okay. Um, Or at least I was before I became a parent. And now I feel she was three days old and I was like, it's going so fast. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like I really meant it. Buckle Um, up. (laughs) I know. I can only imagine. It just like keeps going. Um. So I think that like really caught me by surprise how real that feels. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing that I just I, it keeps shocking me. Um, and I think like the the preciousness of like seeing other people's children and then like how that makes you kind of like have feelings about like your own, you know, like Laurel, who's my understudy in Jagged, she just had her baby. Yes. Um, yeah. Like a few days ago. And so I've been talking with her and I just said to Charlie last night, I was like, I literally want to text her like every 15 minutes and be like, how's it going? No, but I just, I do. I want to text her like every, you know, five minutes and, and just like check in and be like, how's it going? What about this? What about this? Um, and, and I was like, that is only because now I've had this experience myself that I like yeah. feel this joy for someone else in a different way. Yeah. It's it and and uh, I'm not meaning to bring it down, but in the way you view the world then shifts too because you feel that joy but you also can feel that pain of what a mother could feel for their children and uh, I think like your your scope of empathy is just so deepened by the experience um which is wonderful. Like the highs are higher and the lows are lower, whatever, you know, but that's, no. that's what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I want to, before we close out, I have to say shout out for the post you shared from yes. the Tony Awards. We have to talk about that. So, you know, Miss Elizabeth Stanley is nominated for Best Actress in a Musical in the Tony Awards for Jagged Little Pill, holla. And that took place what was it like three weeks ago no two weeks ago now maybe I'm not sure but three weeks ago you were yeah you were 
you know, maybe what, five weeks postpartum and pumping. And you shared a picture of yourself on the toilet pumping in your gown in a public restroom. The glamour, the glamour. And I just want to say thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. How was the I mean, I'm sure the response has been incredible. I but how ha, have you have you been surprised at how people have um, connected to that or at least sort of been surprised or. I don't know. I feel like it's not something we share. We talk about it in our mom groups, but for you to put it out there to particularly your followers who probably tend to be a lot of younger, um, you know, younger people who might not have that frame of reference. Uh, yeah, I think it was surprising to me. I, I, and I, I almost posted it like initially when I posted like some pictures of the Tonys, I almost included it in that. And then I was like, I don't know, is it like a little you know, crass or like whatever. I just was, and then I, I was sharing it with another friend and she's like, oh my God, so-and-so did a post like that. And, and that sort of empowered me to also do it. Um, and, and Charlie was like, you literally can't see anything. You just see you and you can tell that you're sitting on a toilet. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, and so I should just like normalize it. Um, yeah. So I think it was, it was really wonderful. All the people that were supportive of it and uh, mostly like so many fellow moms being like oh yes been there <laughs> yeah. um but then you know what surprised me is that then there were a lot of not a lot maybe like 10 people who are advocates for you know making sure that women have safe and clean spaces for pumping that were like please don't ever pump in a public restroom on a toilet ever again like you know hashtag tony awards do better and um so then i was just like oh they're like the mom guilt is like so real. I was like, no, no, like this is a choice I made. Like the, you know, yeah. I didn't know when my category was being announced. I didn't know how many hours I could go without pumping. And so it was like a risk that I was taking to like sneak out. And I wanted the closest possible place to get back to my seat. And this was a handicap restroom and I felt fine. And, yeah. um, but so that, I guess was that surprised me just well. Like yeah. I mean, and sure. Do, is it great to pump in a public restroom? No, but we've all done it. And that's the larger conversation exactly. with regard to our society that yeah. mothers are not thought about in that way. You know, there, there should be space wherever we are that is allocated, that is clean, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's not just the Tony awards. So I understand, like, I understand being like, disappointed in some ways with being like, no, don't hashtag that. Like, it's not just the Tony Awards. It's just society at large right. doesn't yeah. do that. I mean, I, I remember, and I, I think I shared this on your post. I remember going to the opening of The Last Ship when Eric was in it. I was four weeks postpartum, my first night out. And I... <laughs> And I didn't bring my pump. Like, I love Charlie with the bag with the pump in it on the red carpet. P.S. That was amazing. But like, I didn't bring my pump. And I remember distinctly going into the bathroom at the Neil Simon and bending over and just sque hand squeezing oh, out yeah. my boobs, all this liquid gold into the toilet because I had nowhere. I, I didn't, yeah. you know, and it's amazing also that like seven years ago, we weren't even this sort of aware of mothers. Do you know what I mean? Like the conversations weren't happening really. And I just went in there and just squeezed and just yep. right into the toilet, you know, and cause there was nowhere to go and nothing to do. Yeah. But I, I just, the more we share those images or we have these conversations, we're here for it because that's the yeah. only way we can start to make actionable change. Yeah. I feel really lucky that like, there's so many 
people before me that have like paved the way and for making things normal. It just, it helps so much because there's, there's so much of it that you're like, that's weird. I didn't know that was going to happen, you know, yeah. and just to have other people be like, oh yeah, had that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. We got to talk about all these things more. Uh, it's like you go in and you're just sort of, you have no idea what you're, you have no idea. You have, that's the bottom line. You have no uh-huh. idea. <laughs> nope. You have no idea. And everyone thinks they will. Oh my gosh. Well, Elizabeth, thank you. And Solva, is she asleep? Did she fall asleep? You know, it's like she's asleep, but the eyes are doing this. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. got FOMO. She doesn't want to miss out. Yeah, she's like, oh, come on, she's let me, let me in there. You've got the best mom vibe though. Like even when she wakes up, you're like, oh, hey, with like a really relaxed tone. Oh. Like you're just, your, your mom vibe is really soothing so oh well She's thanks in- i mean i'm sure it's not like that all the time but- i mean <laughs> thanks but you're nailing oh. it you're nailing it yeah oh, well, we'll, thank we'll you talk for to taking you once time. you're back and kind of check in and see what it's like once you're doing the show really doing it uh-huh. yeah yeah uh-huh we'll savor these these weeks of of quiet and peace with your girl and yeah we'll talk to you Thanks, friend. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Justin Squiggs Robertson for our fabulous new graphic, Kristen Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Wardweber for our awesome theme song, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.